This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been good, thanks for asking mate. Right, we have a little bit of a, um, not sad I'd say, but maybe a serious question that's come in. Oh dear. Um, So, Barbara old school name, um, Barbara has sent in an email saying that she used to have two dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, one of them has passed away. Oh, no. And her other dog, who is around, I think that's eight years old, okay, dogs. is uh, showing signs of depression. I'm not sure. It doesn't say what the signs are, but it's basically saying it's not happy. The dog seems the sad. Yeah. Um, okay. What do we do? Right. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, Obviously, really sad to hear about the passing of your your first dog. That's always a um, a horrible time. In terms of the the second dog, I do hear this a lot from people that or anyone that's had multi pack households, be it dogs and cats or just dogs, and they have lost um, a member of the pack. They will often say that the other pack members are displaying signs of sadness, anxiety, depression, etc. Let me just stop you there. Sure. Sadness, anxiety, and depression. Depression. The what's the, the what's difference? The well, yeah. the reason I mentioned all three is the, the important part here is these are all human emotions that we're expressing. Sadness, anxiety, depression. These are all things that we would think about. And in Barbara's position, and having gone through this myself, having lost dogs, lost pack members, it is an incredibly sad time. There's a lot of anxiety around it, and you do feel quite depressed. These are all our emotions that we deal with. The... and. The thing with dogs, to truly understand whether they feel those exact same emotions is beyond our remit. We have no idea of, no way of knowing that in the full context of what that means. Uh, we discussed on a previous podcast um, with, with different questions. At the end of the day, there's so many questions out there about dogs that we genuinely cannot give a definitive answer. The dog's the only one that can do that. When it, The one thing that we do know is dogs are very receptive and very responsive to us our moods and our own um, emotions at any given moment. So when we are feeling, and people will tell you this, oh, I had a really bad day, I just felt really down, and my dog just knows that I feel sad. My dog just knows. They come up and they sit with me and they cuddle me. And a lot of this, I mean, it's lovely. It all comes from the heart. It's great. And a lot of these things are just reinforced by us, and we start to see things that might not actually be there, but the end result is something positive. Okay, so you've said a lot, right? But just... What do you mean by that last little bit about reinforcing the emotions? Okay, so I'm feeling all depressed and sort of sad and my dog comes over and sits next to me. The dog might have just chosen, oh, hey, my owner's over there. I'm going to come sit next to them. Like they've probably done a thousand times, if not a million times. And what do we normally do? Oh, hey, Rover, and give them a little bit of fuss and give them a cuddle. So that particular picture is, an ex- in the dog's mind, an existing one we would suddenly see it that because we were depressed, the dog came over to see me and comfort me. So this is not about whether it's a good or a bad thing. It's just about how we impart human emotions onto the dog, whereas the dog themselves are acting under a different impulse, potentially. So what this means for Barbara, and I, I'm trying to say this from a more of a, a scientific reasoning background rather than, than an emotional one, because from an emotional level, this sounds quite cold. 
I'm not suggesting that your other dog isn't depressed or isn't sad or isn't missing its pack member because there's a lot of um, research out there to suggest that animals other than ourselves do feel said emotions when losing um, close family members or pack members and what have you. So yes, they will notice that there is a difference in the household. They will notice there is a difference in the dynamic between the existing and remaining pack members, including us. And obviously, our emotions are going to be very, very different at the moment, which is a completely abnormal picture to the dog. So the dog is going to be thinking, well, hang on a minute, something's changed here. Whether they can connect the fact that their uh, other mate is no longer with us as being the, the main reason for this change in dynamic is uh, obviously a very important point to identify, but without asking the dog, it's impossible to know. But if we, even if we assume that that's the case, we are then in a, in a sort of different state of mind, and that can be what the dog is often reacting to. And the way to counter this, if you were to continue as, as if nothing had really changed, appreciating the obvious emotional difficulty with that, you tend to find that the dog thinks, oh, well, you're, nothing's changed for you. Everything must still be the same, and we carry on. Because again, with dogs, they live in the moment, they live in the now. So it's not about, oh, you know, my, my best buddy died last month or last year or what it, whenever it was. It's what's happening today, what's in the moment now. Whereas we, uh, I mean, as, and you met my German Shepherd Kay, I still pine for her, and it's been years. So we hold on to that, but Sassy doesn't. She's living in, in the now. And that's the same with, with all of our pets, with all of our dogs. They're living in the moment, living in the now. So, but they're reacting to us. And if we're imparting human emotion onto them, we are starting to see, oh, my dog must be depressed. But it's not. We're just seeing that. I totally understand where you're coming from. And if you are feeling low and down and sad, you generally are still and you're lying there on the sofa or sitting down and you are, I wouldn't say the word calm, but you are calm. I don't know what the right word for it. And that's when the dog will probably more so come up to you because you are and calm and you're not, I walk in happy because I've just scored a, a great goal playing football. I'm jumping up and joy. As is the dog. As is, will be the dog. Yeah, so whereas, and if you then... Uh, take out the, the the horrible tragedy of all of this on any given afternoon on a random sunday afternoon you've been watching a movie everything's quiet it's raining outside you did a big walk with the dog in the morning um but now we're just sort of chilling out the dogs you're calm the dogs calm. everything's fairly neutral it's a similar sort of thing and you're right when you're having that sort of emotional melancholic moment of just sitting on a sofa crying thinking about your your lost dog and what have you and i totally understand that you're in a different mindset the likelihood of your dog saying, hey, this is obviously a great moment to bounce around is slightly less. I mean, depending on what sort of dog you've got, if you've got the, the crazy lab or what have you, they're probably bouncing the whole time. But you'll generally find dogs are obviously reacting to our emotions and our energy as well. You're right. You walk in super, super happy. I mean, the dogs are generally happy to see us, quote unquote, anyway. They're energetic with that moment, that change in, in the house dynamic because someone's come home versus we're all calm and quiet, just sitting here chilled out, and the dog equally, like me and now on, on bed, just, oh, I guess we're just going to be here and, and chilling out. So again, we are, we're creating scenarios and we're imparting emotion, and it's emotion that we feel very much so, and then we see that in our dog, and the way, this is the, the perhaps more, the more important part, if I'm seeing that my dog is reacting in that way, and I think, oh, my dog is depressed. So the natural thing there is how would 
we generally deal with friends that are depressed. We would want to put an arm around them. We'd want to listen to them. We would want to help them. We would want to be in, involved in that process to try and help them. That's just, that is just natural. But in a lot of ways, when you do that with dogs, you're reinforcing that state of mind that they're in. So if they're super anxious or sad or nervous or um, unsure or depressed, for want of a better term, about something, and we're giving them effusive engagement, hey, it's okay, it's okay, no, no, don't worry, you're okay, you're okay, we're very likely to reinforce those feelings in the dog, think of, well, I guess I'm supposed to feel like this, this is obviously what we're supposed to do, because I'm getting attention from you from it. And is it similar, to put it into human terms, for those people that uh, possibly haven't got the experience that you have had, mm -hmm. or Barbara has, or I have with dogs, um, it's similar to if a child falls over and they scrape, I think we've talked about this before, Possibly, a child yes. scrapes their knee and it's not, oh my God, it's the worst thing ever, let's go to hospital. It's a case of, come on, it's just a little scrape, you'll be okay. And that enforces the fact that, okay, when they scrape the knee again the second time, it's like, ah, oh, it's just a scrape, I will oh, carry on. Correct. Uh, or, and you could transfer that again with dogs if they're crying in, in the, the pen area and you go to them, hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're reinforcing the crying. Or if they're barking for food and you give them food, they're going to keep barking. All of these things, you're just rewarding particular um, behaviors. And equally, you could argue with said behaviors come certain emotions. So and if you're reinforcing and rewarding that, and reward doesn't have to be food, it could be our attention, our engagement. And if we're consistently reinforcing that, we're likely to see that behavior more often. Now, we've Barbara, obviously, her dog is obviously quite sad, and we're, we're assuming it's yeah. sad, and we're assuming it's sad because maybe, not maybe, of course, Barbara is going to be really sad because sure. her dog's just passed away. What can Barbara do to, one, to make, because you've been through this more yeah, than yeah. once, yeah. and I, that's for sure. What can Barbara do to, to get out of to this? To get out of, of, of her sadness for losing a dog from from your experience and then would that in itself help with her other dog or is there also something she could do with her other dog so it's two questions for you the the easy answer is the dog will follow so if you can help yourself you're naturally going to help your dog having the other dog in and of itself can be a massive help there is a good cycle there so when i've lost dogs I'm, i still have my sassy and i've always had other dogs as part of my pack, as limited as it's getting now, um, which helps to, to get through from, from my personal experience. For me, I tend to, like when, for example, when we lost Kay, I would spend a lot of time with the existing members of my pack that I had. We'd still go for walks. We would do our normal routine. I wanted to keep their routine and their life as normal as possible. If we assume that they were feeling as emotional and as um, and grieving as much as I was, which is a, a, a fair assumption, then my view was by keeping a, a consistent routine and doing the same thing shows to them that this is part of life, this is what we go through, and we just carry on, which is sage advice that we would give to any friend um, who'd lost a loved one or, or what have you. Yes, you've got to grieve, but you do have to keep going on. And what we know from dogs is that they, they live in the moment so that that time process of dwelling doesn't really exist per se if we just carry on. From a human perspective and from Barbara's perspective, it's really easy to say that and listen to it. It's very difficult to just say, well, yeah, my dog's died, let's just, but let's just carry on. And I don't mean it in that way at all because I, I genuinely, from experience, appreciate the emotion and what, it, and what it does to us. But it is a case of, in a lot of ways, 
you've got your other pack member there, you've got your other dog, and that's the one you need to focus on now and allow them to focus on you in a way, but just engage your energy and your time with that dog. And in giving your energy and time to your re remaining pack members, in that way, you are still honoring the dogs that you've lost because you're still engaging with the ones that you have. Obviously, it's a really difficult time. And we, we, Barbara didn't mention in the email how long it's been since her other dog passed. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's been some time so you've had time to process and, and, and get to this point. It is a very, very, for all of us that love dogs and the, the, the tragic beauty of owning a dog is that you know this day is coming. It is very rare in our lives that the dog will outlive us. It's, it's always going to be the other way around and we know that going into it. And I would argue that is the, that is the beauty, the tragic beauty of having them in our lives in the first place is that that's just, the joy they bring us is, is limited with time. And that's, that's the price that we pay for having them. Wow. Um, Not the cheeriest <laughs> no, no, of, but, of but bark casts. So just a, the question I was going to ask, um, would it be good for Barbara to go and meet some new packs? As in, would um, and bringing Canine Point mm -hmm. Academy I into this, would it be a good idea to come up to one of your socialization um, classes or one of your beach days at your at your little beach club? That f for for her or for the dog? Well, for both. In terms of the other dog, I would say, it w well, there's two things. It would depend on the other dog. If the other dog is, you know, generally liked hanging around with other dogs and was generally sociable, then yes, absolutely which might be something that they've done before and we're just going to continue to do the same thing. In terms of Barbara, is it wise to go and hang out with other dogs and meet other dogs? That becomes down to the individual. When I lost, when I lost Kay, and again, this is an individual personal experience, I went straight to the nearest pound just to go and hang out with some dogs. I, I needed a connection. I wasn't here in Phuket at the time. I needed... I was away, but I needed to be around dogs. And I went straight there and I just hung out there for a few hours. <laughs> Not with a view that I want to adopt them, take them all home, but I needed to be close to other dogs. I appreciate other people. The last thing they would want to do at that moment is be around another dog because of the pain it feels of just losing them. So it would just come down to the individual in the moment. And I would say to Barbara, go with your gut. If you want to go for a walk with some friends that have other dogs and and that's just too much, then don't do it. Just hang out with your own dog. If you really get a buzz out of that, then yeah, keep doing it. You're not, for me, dishonoring the dogs that you've lost by hanging out with other dogs. That would just, and it's silly, it's folly to think like that because as harsh it is, as it is, life does go on. No, I agree with you. And I think from um, my advice to Barbara is to contact someone like yourself who has gone through the process. I mean, I fortunately touch wood, I've never had my dog die on me yeah uh, not because my dogs live forever but i just you know i haven't There's had a dog yeah, yeah, for that yeah, length like, of time yeah um so i think that I, I remember going through my own personal human issues mm -hmm. talking always helps finding someone that's been through that experience yeah, always helps so if barbara if you do need to reach out and this is a somber barkcast mm -hmm. but sometimes they need to be a little bit yeah, somber absolutely if you do need to reach out russell's been through it I've, i was with him when he went through it so i understand his pain and, so and, and this is something that i mean obviously for a lot of the the barkcast things we talk about behaviors and emotions and, and and functional things that we can do and it's always better if i can see the dog and be hands-on with the dog and work with them this is something that barbara you can reach out to anyone anywhere in the world 
that's been through a similar sort of experience and they are the shoulders to cry on, they're the people to talk to because we understand exactly where you are at with this in, in this journey. It's different for everyone, but we know how it feels. Cool. Thanks, Russell. Thanks, Jay. See you next week. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.